This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. To reach out and touch everybody. And right now I think that's the economy. You know, uh, James Carville, Bill Clinton's buddy, he's famous for saying it's the economy, stupid. Well, you know, we're going to reinvigorate that because that's exactly what it is. It's the economy. And uh, everybody, it affects everybody, regardless of whatever walk of life you come to. Gas prices, you know, more than doubled after President Trump left office. And uh, now they came back down, what, 50 cents? And all of a sudden, the Democrats are taking victory laps. I'm like, you caused a problem. You know, it went up $2.50, and it comes down 50 cents, and all of a sudden, you're having a party. That's not how it works. Uh, And that's why I would recommend you vote for Jim Musgraves, state rep, 50th district seat currently held Mm. by Sarah Walsh. Jim Musgraves is a good American, period. I mean, he's a patriotic dude. He's got a strong message. I mean, right there is an example, slice of life. Every time I've seen or heard the guy, that's the message he's on. He's uh, he's sharp. He's served our country, and I have a special affinity for people that have served our country. We, we highlight that. That's uh, We were chatting with him recently. Tomorrow is the deadline to register to uh to vote you can get on for the probably the best thing to do get on the websites cole county callaway county monotau county uh boone county uh and marsh i would almost feel a little uh i would i would almost feel bad and like if i were to call uh steve at the cole county clerk's office uh steve course hey steve sorry to bother you man I know you're really busy right now, but I just want to say make sure my voter info is all up to date. But it's important we do that. Brian had a good point. He said, you know, when in doubt on something like that, especially as you're getting down the deadline, just go down there. Yeah. No matter where you are in Mid-Missouri, go to go to the clerk's office. That's what they're that's what they're paid for. They're there to help you to get, you know, make sure you're registered. You've got a good photo ID. That's exactly right. And they want to do that. They want to help uh, the the employees at the uh, Boone County Clerk's Office and the Cole County Clerk. And I'm sure for all the others. And I've worked with a lot of them. They want to do that because they want to make sure your information is accurate. It only takes a couple minutes. It really does. You can be in and out. But when in doubt, I'd recommend going down there. Um, there are other ways to do it. But, you know, uh, Secretary of State and I enjoyed you guys' interview with Christopher Arps. Mr. Ashcroft points out something that we should probably mention again. You, for qualifications to vote uh, to be registered, you have to be at least 18 years to vote, 18 years old. You must be a U.S. citizen. That is required. And you also must be a resident of Missouri. So those are the three qualifications. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather, joined by Mr. Brian Halsworth. Good to see you, bud. Good to see you, sir. Thank Marsh. you. It's good seeing you, too, man. I am here. There's uh, producer Hannah. Hannah, it's good seeing you, too. I was about to I say. Know. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Uh, special guest co-host Steve Spellman joining hey, good us. Good morning, folks. Uh, and it's good to see him, too. Good Absolutely. to see, hey, good to see you, Steve. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Oh, no. Not... <laughs> I told Steve came in this morning singing that song, and I said, "I'll do my Sinatra voice later." <laughs> I said, "No, please don't remind Brandon of that song. It just finally died down." All of the Hannah song, yeah, yeah. We all have our songs here on the uh, on the show, and of course, we used to do the uh, Hannah song, and she didn't like it anymore. And out of respect, uh-huh. <laughs> we quit. Uh, we quit doing it. Anybody see the Chiefs game last night? My goodness. So a couple of things. Number one, people talking about us here in Missouri nationally. How dare you put the Chiefs on Columbus Day on Monday Night Football? My goodness. First of all, does anybody know? And maybe the Chiefs haven't done themselves any favors. Two things. Number one, now I'm not a Native American, probably like most of us, got some Native American blood. The name, the term, Chiefs, Cowboys, Indians, 
Redskins, doesn't offend me, but I might have a different point of view if I were a chief or a Native American or a cowboy. I don't know. But the Chiefs were named, they're actually named after a dude who helped bring the team to Missouri. And I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, but they were named after a guy who was actually instrumental, and his nickname was Chief, and the name will come to me in a minute. Is it Bartle? Bartle, Bartle, yeah. Bartle Hall. Bartle Hall, yeah. In, he, his nickname, yeah, in Bartle Hall, of course, in Kansas City, but you're, you're right. I do think that there is a, people do think that it is an Indian chief it was named after. That said, they do have that, um, is it the chant? I, I'm not even yeah, sure. Yeah, that tomahawk chop? Yeah, and some people are offended by that as well. There are some Cheerleaders now cl- do it with a closed fist, if you notice. They yes. don't have the open palm anymore. Yeah, they, mm. they've changed that. Also, I, and, and Brandon's right, there were some people who were offended. The Chiefs were playing on, on um, Columbus Day. Uh, I can't remember the name of the coach. NBA coach just went off last night after it had nothing to do with the basketball game. You may have seen it, Steve, but he just he was ta- saying Christopher Columbus was a murderer and Jeepers. just um, that got a ton. Of course, ESPN you know gave him a lot of airtime. But so yeah, those a couple different things there. Yeah, well, down in Florida, I mean, your old neck of the woods, mm-hmm. Brandon, and the Seminoles. I think they have like an arrangement with like the local tribe. Like, there's a they pay the Seminoles money to use that name, and the Seminoles have no problem with FSU football. And you know, is the tomahawk chop? Are, are fans like being derogatory? I, I think it's like they're having fun. I think there's a respectful thing, and you know, the woke culture isn't doesn't stand for that anymore. Especially when money's involved. Oh, wait, you're going to pay us? Yeah, yes. we're, we're not offended. But you're right. I think it's that, and I, and I believe this on a whole lot of levels, and, and we'll move on because there's other things to be upset about this morning that happened in the Chiefs game last night. Yeah. Hannah, Hannah's ears even perked up watching the game last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of, and we have the audio of what made her ears perk up uh, a, a little bit. But there's so many things, and I really believe this about a lot of uh, folks in, in politics, even outside of politics. Uh, they don't know they're supposed to be offended, but other people, it's like, I didn't know in the eighth grade, I didn't know I was supposed to wear parachute pants. But every, all of a sudden, everybody started wearing parachute pants. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to wear parachute pants, too. And I think it's the same thing when people get <laughs> M.C. Rathard. <laughs> <laughs> With my clip-on earrings and my, my rat tail haircut. Uh. I was a lady killer in the eighth grade. <laughs> my God. Uh, but, but people go, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be mad about this. I'm supposed to be offended. I'm supposed to be upset over what happened three years ago, 300 years ago. And I'm supposed to judge Steve Spellman today on something that Ann says because Steve is responsible because of the color of his skin. And now I don't like Steve because something his ancestors did 300 years ago. That's called presentism. And it happens with so many of these things. People get upset today about, I can't believe this happened 250 years ago. I can't believe it happened either. But I'm not responsible. And let's move on. And let's move forward and let's all get together and quit bringing up the color of skin and stuff like that. There's good and bad to history. You know, Columbus, you look back at his thing and part of it Mm -hmm. was beneficial. Part of it was he thought he was in India. That's why he called him Indians. He really wasn't in Asia. Um, They're trying to spread Christianity just like many cultures try to spread their ideas. They think their ideas are good. I mean, there was exploitation. There was some Indians were nice. Some weren't. 
you know, diseases. They didn't even know about that stuff, about germs, and it killed off a bunch of people. There, uh, you know, it's just tough. There was an episode, too, and it's a huge issue to the Italian-American communities as well. Yeah, because Columbus, Columbus day, was a Italian. Big, it's a really big deal, especially down on the hill in St. Louis and New Jersey, New York. Chicago. There was an, uh, Chicago, huge parade. There was actually an episode on the Sopranos about 20 years ago. I don't know if people remember it, but it was about Christopher Columbus Park. And they were way ahead of their time on what they're talking about. It was a whole episode about people being offended by Christopher Columbus. And Tony Soprano himself had to get involved because some of his guys wanted to take action. Uh, in, in their words. Via text, Kevin says, and I think it was an Indian guy who drew the logo for the uh, for the Chiefs. And that reminds me, because I do want to get into the thing that offended Hannah last night. And I'm teasing. <laughs> it didn't offend me. But, but your ears perked up. I definitely had a moment of, that's not going to end well for him. And we have the audio, 28 days until the election. Uh, Friday, we played some, uh, We on Friday, we'll drop some comedy on a feel-good Friday. We did this comedy segment about this guy. Uh, he, he talks about if you have a Russian accent, and a, a rush, having a Russian accent all of a sudden makes you sound much tougher. And after the show Friday, somebody said something to me about it, and I thought... Yeah, I agree with you, but I dare not say anything. Here's the comedy segment. I got over my fear because I learned a trick, and I use this trick all the time. Whenever I think someone might try to beat me up or mug me, I fake a Russian accent. <laughs> all right? It's genius. Be walking home late at night, two dangerous-looking guys walk up to me like, Hey, man, you know what neighborhood you're in? You think this bad neighborhood? <laughs> so he's right, but the point... <laughs> somebody said, okay, so he's appropriating another culture. So if you were to... And you almost hear him get a little bit into... Hey, man, you know what you're doing in this neighborhood? He almost got into that street dialect, whatever you want to call it. And you can't do that. You're, you're not supposed to do that. But it, he got into the Russian dialect. <laughs> Nobody's offended. <laughs> so why are people, people get offended if you affect that street act? Well, you're imitating a black person or you're doing a, a Chinese uh, intonation to your voice or you're imitating uh, a, an Indian. You can't do that. Then how come you can imitate a Russian and nobody's mad? Nobody's Nobody likes the Russians right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, and I believe, really... Uh, because for progressives and idiots, it's the color of your skin. You're not mad if you're imitating a Russian, but if you're imitating somebody who has... And by the way, we are all people of color, okay? I have color. Steve has color. Anna has color. We're all people of color. But if it's a brown color, black color, whatever, well, you, you can't imitate them. Why? It doesn't make any sense. Eight seven four ninety three ninety. Chuck, welcome into the show. What's on your mind? Well, let me just start by saying, if everyone was clear, we would still be pointing out abnormalities in everybody's anatomy that we could see. But I don't know why people are up in arms about teams using Native Americans or whatever for a mascot. It's something you put pride in. It's something you yeah, take pride in. And it's like... I think I think the world is just upset if we unite over anything. So they always demonize or or throw negative sh shade on anything that we yeah. want to unite around. 
Party poopers are like babysitters. <laughs> the babysitter yeah. will, will quelch a good time real quick. <laughs> Chuck, we appreciate you being a part of Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and News Radio 104.5 KWOS AM 950. H. Rowe Bartle. That was the guy. He was the mayor of Kansas City back in the 60s. And everybody called him chief. Well, H. Rowe Bartle was responsible, largely responsible, for getting the Chiefs out of Texas and here to Missouri. And that's why they're called the Chiefs last night, Monday Night Football. Uh, folks were upset that of all days, the Chiefs would be featured on Monday Night Football. Uh, here's the thing that happened during the, by the way, Chiefs win. Incredibly exciting game. Bad penalty call. Uh, and Troy Aikman addressed that. And one of the things he said uh, made Hannah's ears perk up. His body's there. It's just where it is too much. I mean, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off. <laughs> we take the dresses off. <laughs> He's saying man up. Basically. Quit, quit being a wuss. Is that what he's saying? Basically. But I heard that last night and immediately told my fiance, I was like, oh, he's going to get some flack for that. Right. And it's not that you are offended. No. But because we're so, we know that everybody's so delicate. People are looking, looking for reasons. I wasn't offended, but I knew somebody was going to be. Uh, I, that's one of the things we love about producer Hannah. Not easily offended. If I want to offend her, I have to try really hard, Steve. <laughs> Coming up five minutes from now, we are going to do What's Hot With Hannah. What's smoking today? Well, that my story might offend you because it talks about farts. Oh, man. Sorry. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Ooh, 726. Time for What's Hot With Hannah. Now, Brandon, I'm going to need you to be an adult about this story. All right. Okay. Okay. Because it involves flatulence. Okay. And burping. All right. And cows. Okay. okay. I'm listening. <laughs> Not really. No. What do you got? So New Zealand has shared their latest plan to combat the climate crisis. <laughs> and it involves taxing farmers because their cows burp and pee and do things to hurt the climate. <laughs> Right? Can you believe that? This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You can't in my make life. it up anymore. A lot of people don't realize that New Zealand is basically the global headquarters for like the beef and dairy industries. Like they do a lot of research and a lot of business with dairy cattle and beef cattle. And they have I think twice as many cows as they have residents in their country. They have <laughs> They have 5 million people in New Zealand and 10 million and 10 million cows and 26 million sheep. <laughs> so I don't know are they going to have somebody sit on the farm and count every time the cows burp or what? But they're basically telling farmers like by 2025 this tax is going to be in place. Somebody stand there with a clicker. Yep. Oh, there's one. <laughs> oh. Oh, got you too. <laughs> Yeah, they're telling farmers basically, hey, we're going to, you know, tax all of you to account for, you know, your contribution to climate change. But don't worry because you can just jack up the price of your products that you're producing and it'll all be fine. That's what New Zealand is telling their farmers right now. What if they applied that to human beings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get taxed a lot more than that one. Uh, I tell you, the, the, the mindset of uh, some people, just uh, insane. And it's not even just in the U.S. It's apparently <laughs> worldwide. 
We ain't the only stupid people here uh, on this planet. Uh, Brandon, via text, interesting question. We were talking about some folks upset last night, the Kansas City Chiefs playing on Columbus Day. Uh, I can't believe you did that, you know, the Native Americans and the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs are named after the former mayor of Kansas City. His name was H. Rowe Bartle. Now, since then, obviously, they, they use the Native American, you know, the arrowhead and things like that. But the Chiefs were named for H. Rowe Bartle. He was the mayor of Kansas City back in the 60s. Uh, some of us around here might uh, might remember uh, Marsh. He was in Bartle Hall, like we said. Yeah, Bartle Hall, you're exactly right. He was instrumental in uh, bringing... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Went to Maryland to give a speech about the economy. Here's how that went. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. (laughs) I have two words for you. You know, it's easy to, to, to go after those you don't like, but uh, yeah, for the love of God, somebody somebody help this man, uh, the guy who's the president of the United States. That was, a, was that Saturday Night Live? No, this is Stephen Colbert, who's oh, okay. obviously very friendly to uh, to Joe Biden. Uh, he's just like, come on, uh, man. By the way, overall, and I don't know if it's, it's changing dynamics um, or if it's because he's late night uh, talk shows. Now, see, it's okay when Stephen Colbert's talking about stuff I agree with. I agree with him there. <laughs> but most of the time, uh, not that I watch late-night TV anyway, but most of the time where they're criticizing smart people and conservatives, I, I, I don't want... I get it once in a while, be even on both sides. Uh, late-night uh, comedy show ratings are tumbling, and I don't know if it's because of, like Hannah, for example, very little network TV. Most of your stuff is streaming, with the exception of maybe the Chiefs. I mean, we get the Chiefs through YouTube TV, which yeah. isn't cable either. Yeah. So. And uh, so I don't know if it's changing dynamics because fewer and fewer people watching network TV. But ratings for late night uh, comedy shows are down. Meanwhile, and we've covered this more than once, but about a month ago, uh, the late show on Fox News, I think it's Greg Gutfeld, mm-hmm. has a late night talk show. Uh, number one, set a record. First time that a cable comedy show has been number one. And he does like Fallon and Colbert and Kimmel, except he comes at it from a different angle. And two things on that. Number one, he's on at a different time slot that helps him. But what's more remarkable, remarkable about that, he's on in way fewer homes. Number one late night comedy talk show. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri. I am Brandon Rathard. Uh, the newish voice you are hearing is that of Steve Spellman. Steve does a lot locally in Mid Missouri. Writes a lot for um, for the Missourian and hangs out with us from time to time. It's good to see you here, man. Yeah, great to see you. And of course, producer Hannah. Hello, Stephanie Bell. Back on uh, Monday. There's Mr. John Marsh. Good morning. Brian Houseworth is here too. Coming up before eight o'clock. I want to do this about seven fifty-five. Our news partners at ABC 17 posted an interesting poll question. And I love when ABC 17, excuse me, does this polls for what they're worth. Um, I like this because it's what we're saying here in Missouri. But ABC 17 had a poll. Are you interested in the next January 6th committee hearing? 
the poll results. I want to do that about 7.55. Here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, my name is Brandon Rath. There's something we can do for you, 874-9390, 874-9390. And as we talk about the local stuff, we've been trying to really drill down on local elections in Cole County. Marsh, you were highlighting some of the bigger, um, bigger races we're talking about in Cole County. Yeah, we've got the presiding commissioner's race. Mm -hmm. Sam Bushman, for the first time since he was elected, actually faces a challenger. He's facing a challenge, Carlos Steck. Most of the Cole County uh, elected officers, they're they're running unopposed, those folks, in the 60th District House of Representatives seat. The incumbent, Dave Griffith, has a challenge from the Democrat, Don Salcedo. In that one, there's a couple ballot issues. I think there's a school bond issue in uh, Wardsville out in the Blair Oak schools as well. Uh, but, you know, and the state issues as it, well. So two things reminds me. Uh, superintendent of the Jefferson City Schools, Brian McGraw, he joins us at 810. What's the future hold for Jefferson City Schools? And I'll contrast this with last night. Columbia, and I hate to compare you. Know, but what about here's how they do it there? Well, what about how they're doing it here? But last night, Columbia Public Schools first meeting with a, I call it a clamped down public comment period um and i think by design they had uh they had no real issues uh on the on the on the agenda uh last night we're usually columbia public school district their faith they they've always got something going on uh but really nothing big um last night as we look at some of those some of those uh new stipulations for public comments uh, some of it's kind of knee-jerk i can't believe they're doing that but the problem with the Columbia Public School District, and by the way, some incredibly fine teachers. I feel bad for a lot of teachers in the school district. I learned on the campaign trail uh, this past year uh, with Andrea Lisenby and Adam Burks, all these teachers that were coming out to fundraising events, almost like hiding in the corners because they have so much distaste and they've soured on the Columbia Public School District and the way it's run. And of course, the infamous inf- incident where the school uh, the school board president shut down that school board meeting, mm-hmm. telling a parent she was being, uh, and I, all of a sudden the, the the thing she was being derogatory and she was not. So unfortunately, so city of or excuse me, the the Columbia Public School System they do something like we're going to change comment period, and on the surface you might think. Oh, Okay, nothing completely untoward there, but their reputation precedes them. And when you have the superintendent, as happened here on this show last year, the superintendent continuously denying CRT, no, I don't want, and you are, and you've got to pester him for 10 minutes to give you the truth. Your reputation precedes you. So Brian McGraw, superintendent J.C. Schools, is here. The other thing I wanted to remind you about tomorrow is the deadline to register to vote. And even if you think you're registered to vote, even if you have a picture ID, do me a favor. Um, pull out your purse, wallet, wherever you keep your ID. We're all doing it now. And I mentioned this because we talked about this last week, Stephanie and I did. And the number of people that reached out to us after the show and said, you know what? I freaked out when you talk about because if you've got your photo ID, that's great. Make sure it is not expired. That you make will, me do it. Exactly. I went and checked. Spellman's doing <laughs> yeah. it too. Jan- January twenty sixth, so I'm good for uh, the twenty four Martian as well. You good? Twenty twenty five on mine. Incidentally, how much does your driver's license say you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna mine, go there. Mine says 185, <laughs> and I do not weigh 185. Those slender, Mr. Brath- yeah. Brathard there. Yeah, I do not. Now, as, as uh, Jay Ashcroft, the Secretary of State, will say, you know what? An ID is the fast track to getting to to vote and so forth. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an ID, the very 
few people in society that, that don't that go to vote or it's expired, out-of-state ID, whatever the case may be, you can still vote. It's called a provisional ballot. They put it in the hopper, and then after all that election day, they count those as well. So that will be counted um, as well. Just It's best to have a state-issued ID or whatever the, the particulars are, passport. There's a list of stuff um, to do that just you know, for election integrity. Um, but still, if you don't have that and can come up with documentation after the fact, your vote still counts. So, um, yeah, it's it's not the end of the world if it is expired, but it's a good thing just to keep up. If you're voting for these important public officials, I think just being able to identify yourself with an unexpired photo ID issued by the government, I, I think that's fair. That's a, that's a fair requirement. I was hanging out with somebody, a current office holder in Boone County. His name is Dustin Stanton. Stanton, mm-hmm. you ever brought Stanton Brothers eggs? Uh, it's a fantastic story. It is. Young kid, uh, and uh, I might be embellishing some parts, went and asked his dad for some money. His dad said, go out and earn it. So he started uh, picking up the eggs. And yeah, 4-H went. project. 4-H project. First Saturday, I think it was a snowy, cold February day, and he goes to, the, uh, goes to this farm event. I think it was at the high school, Centralia High School. And... Uh, he goes and didn't sell any eggs and nobody showed up mm-hmm. and he was bummed out, but he kept at it. And now, man, when it comes to eggs in mid-Missouri, he's got people uh, like uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, him and his brothers have people yeah. like Mark Zuckerberg coming in seeing their business model. Yeah, he visited him a few years ago, yeah. yeah. So when I was in school, I don't know if this stat still holds true, but the Stanton brothers had the largest free-range chicken operation in the Midwest. And I want to say they had like 25,000 chickens when I was in school. And the kids who rode the school bus that drove by the Stanton Stanton Brothers Farm said it wasn't anything for the bus driver to just accidentally take out chicken every now and then. <laughs> because they were free range. They got real free range. And, you know, birds are about as smart as deer. They don't know to stay out of the way of the big yellow school bus. Not a June bug in sight. Yeah. <laughs> so Dustin Stanton, he is the Boone County Treasurer, appointed by our Governor Mike Parson. I talked to Dustin a little bit last night about how his business experience has helped him uh, as treasurer. One thing I think is really important um, to take from the business world to the public sector is the idea that not every dollar is the same. So when I have dollars come into my business, I have some dedicated to to payroll, some dedicated to investment, some dedicated to expense pain, um, and I've taken that same concept and been able to use it in the county as well. So I love that he's using private, uh, private, uh, you know, real world experience in office. But I always uh, wonder. By the way, Dustin Stanton, um, please, we, we we talk about these elections and how important it is to get involved. And then in the same breath, we tell you how we have 12% voter turnout in municipal elections. We tell you how we have maybe one in five people that showed up in August in one of the biggest, especially Senate primaries in a long time. Like five out of five people talking about that Senate race, but like one in five, at least in Boone County, showing up. Yeah, Brandon, if you run into uh, uh, Dustin Stan, you know, unassuming guy looks like, you know, rural guy he's not you know, fancy shoes and you know he looks like mark zuckerberg frankly yeah, yeah. he really does he, he's a not a bit. mitt romney type look or no. anything but he's a sharp guy yeah. i mean this is he's got private sector experience he's been a a business owner since he was a kid and uh, i mean the complex uh finances of the county and so forth i talked to him about interest rate changes and he's on the bond market doing stuff with advisors and i mean 
really taking care of business for the county. And you think of this as really a, a financial professional working for our public institution, our county government. And you think, well, is electing these people and going around and campaigning door to door, is that the best way of selecting somebody that's really running the finance department for the county? It's not a county commissioner. This ain't governor. You know, they get questions like I think uh, the county commissioners at a, uh, a public forum some time ago. Somebody asked them about abortion and taxes and stuff, and they're like, well, we don't determine those things. I'm a numbers dude. Okay, what? Yeah, and and why why are these races Democrat or Republican? You know, is a Democrat or Republican treasurer going to make a huge difference? How about just the best person, you know, like the, about the city of Columbia or probably the city of Jefferson? They've got a finance department. They hire somebody, probably city manager or whoever, just goes out and does a job search, and it's an interview like any other professional job that there is. Um, we don't go out and elect those people, and, you know, should we maybe update that? And I think it takes a state uh, constitutional amendment. But, you know, really, you know, a recorder of deeds, just the, the best way of selecting that person, going around door-to-door and campaigning and stuff, or, you know what, just, just appoint somebody. County commission appoint somebody. Uh, just hire them like any other professional in any other organization. Put a, we just put an ad on midmojobs.midmohires.com. Put an ad, hey, we're looking for somebody who's good with numbers or something uh, like that. Steve Spellman, guest co-host today, by the way. He's got a piece coming out in the Missourian. We're going to be covering that maybe 835 this morning. And the other thing, Marsh, don't, I'm putting you in charge of reminding me. <laughs> uh 835 this morning. A fantastic, and I always love to read Steve Spellman's pieces in the Missourian once a week. Uh, every couple of weeks. Every couple of Wednesday weeks. Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. Uh, he's like the token smart guy for, I shouldn't say smart, the token uh, conservative. Got the conservative niche in the publication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so his stuff is in there all the time. There was a great piece in the Jefferson City News Tribune, and it has to do with something that all of us see. Uh, at cash registers. We'll cover that at 8.35. But five minutes from now, ABC 17, I love this. They do these local... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. He found it! Touchdown! Chiefs win. Kelsey actually ended up with four. Leads the NFL with touchdown reception. Seven. Seven touchdowns this year. Chiefs 4-1 and one in, the, uh, in the NFC West. By the way, bad call last night. Uh, roughing the passer, I think, was the call. And what was funny, and I think... I think somebody's getting a talking to uh, today because that was uh, an atrocious call. And I love this. Later in the game, that same ref handed. I don't know if you caught this, but he's making another call later in the game. And I don't know if he was nervous or what happened. But this is the ref. Same game, different call, but same ref. There's no foul in the play for blocking the back. Timeout. Is it just me? There's no foul in the play for blocking the back. Timeout. I don't, hey, listen, I'm all about a man and dude being in touch with his feelings and showing emotions, but maybe not at Arrowhead Stadium here in Missouri with 80. And I don't know, maybe did he get nervous? Did he get? A, did anybody else catch that? Like, he seemed really, and I don't know if he's because he was so uh, flabbergasted at his mistake of a call from earlier. I don't know what it was. There's no foul in the play for blocking the back. Timeout. I mean, I can't say I blame him. Maybe he's short of breath. Maybe he's running around. Yeah, maybe. Stressed. I mean, did you hear how upset <laughs> the stadium was for like 10 minutes after that call? 
I saw a dude on the TV. He was in the Chiefs garb. I don't know, like a couple rows back, and just throwing a temper tantrum at that poor guy. <laughs> I, I, uh, his eyes were bugging out of his head. Yeah, uh, I, I don't blame him. Horrible call, but Chiefs win. Barely. Now 4-1 in the NFC West. Welcome to the show. Wake up mid-Missouri. Uh, Stephanie Bell is back on Monday. Steve Spellman, very active uh, in the local community, writes a lot for the Columbia, Missouri newspaper. He is joining us uh, on the uh, on the show. As a matter of fact, going to talk about his next piece, which comes out in the Missouri, and we'll do that at 835. And there is a really cool, and I love this, in the Jefferson City News Tribune. Have you had a chance to see this yet, John? It's about We all see this at the grocery store. Have you seen this yet? I did see this. This is about, uh, and, and it came up in front of me after I saw it the other day when I went through the, you know, yeah. through the scan it yourself checkout. And it was one of the options right there. And I saw it and I'm like, my goodness, we have this little show uh, on 93.9 The Eagle and News Radio 104.5 KWOS AM 950 at our disposal. Why have we never brought this up? And it took a, a just a regular Joe Schmo writing a letter to the Jefferson City News Tribune. We're covering that at 8.35. Before we move forward, our news partners, ABC 17, for what polls are worth. And by the way, polls show Eric Schmidt will win the Senate race. That interesting Senate race out of Ohio, here's why it matters, because it will help Republicans get control of the Senate. Debate last night, J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan. Uh, polls Now, these are not post-debate polls, but polls right now showing that uh, Vance, uh, within the margin error, but, but does have a, uh, a, a two-point lead in the election, which is 28 days from now. ABC 17, our news partners, they did a poll. And I love when ABC 17 does this because it's what we're thinking. It's what folks right here in Missouri are saying. And the question, very simply, are you interested in the next January 6th committee hearing? 